Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Osiris. Get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I want you to get up right now. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast. Sunday, June 5th, where we are all of you. No, we're not. No, we're not. I'm not Probably mad. Not. I'm going to take not. all of this. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take all of this, whatever it is, whatever this ridiculous band is going to give us, I'm going to take it. Because the ride 
the journey, the unknown, that is the best part. Welcome. The risks. The risks. The risks are the reward. Yeah. The face plants (laughs) into rock. We're here for it. The good, the bad, the great, the transcendent, the waves of hose, if you will. Ha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, save that for later. Uh, But I I just want to compliment you, Brian, for getting that live video of Twitter, Fish Twitter today. (laughs) (laughs) For real. (laughs) I just just uh, combed Twitter and got all of the tweets and I combined them and that was the video that the internet sent to me. That um, out. <laughs> so welcome to the Helping Friendly Podcast on June 5th. My name is Brian. I'm here with Megan and Jonathan. We have an excellent guest who is going to be joining us here in a uh, very shortly. Dave Schlesinger, uh, marketing, special projects, a ton of other stuff at Section 119. We were really, really stoked to be talking with him about tonight, last night's show. Not tonight's show. Last night's show. We don't know what's going to happen tonight. Who knows? We could, Nobody we knows. could talk about it, but we'll all be We wrong. could predict it. Could, do you think you could write a set list for tonight? I, I'm halfway through it. Ooh, you can bring it to the pre-show. <laughs> there we go. We'll bring our set list to the pre-show. But we are going to be talking with David here soon. Um, today's episode is going to be focusing on last night's fish show, the second fish show of a three-night run at Deer Creek, the penultimate night of this spring tour run, whatever in the world it is that you want to call it. Um, really excited. I, I'm going to just give away the lead here right now. I really enjoyed last night's show for a variety of reasons, and spoilers. I'm excited to talk about those reasons. Yeah. Lots of spoilers here, but I'm just going to give it away. Like I, I enjoyed that show. I thought it was unique. I thought it was fun. I thought it was playful. I thought they put some songs in places I didn't expect, which always kind of like perks me up. There were some cool little micro jams and there were some killer jams in the second set and the encore yet another argument in favor of encores, but I I digress. I take, I'm taking all of that personally from the band, all of their, you know, (laughs) most of these encores have been pretty good and it's all about you, Jonathan worth sticking around for. So, um, thank you. Fish. I actually agree, Brian. I thought last night's show had great flow, like really well played. You know, for those people who love to count flubs, a lot less to count last night. I got to 20. No, I, yeah. I, I didn't count. And I then you count. stopped counting after no, I, just I was count. three songs in. <laughs> um, I thought it was a really well, fun show. I really can't wait for us to get to later in June when we don't have any new fish to cover and we can do this new series that we are calling Listen to 1994 Fish and count how many flubs there are. Because that is going to be really good content. Um, That'll be in between the Sandwich Podcast and the Weather weather Podcast. podcast, Um, I do have a question for the two of you before we get into the the serious business at hand, which is determining if last night's show was good or not, which I think I've already given away a a bit of my feelings on it. But everybody expected it from us, Brian. We're the fluffers. Come on. We are. All we do is fluff. I heard that Um, on Twitter somewhere. Yeah. And and that <laughs> is right. Um, so we have a slow llama now. We have a slow maze now. We have had a slow poor heart in the past. We've even had slowed down versions of Big Black Furry Creature from Mars, if you can believe it. And Water in the Sky has been slow and fast. And then fast and then slow and then fast again. It went back and forth. It didn't was know it what it was doing. 
different pacing at one point too? Rift was very slow in the beginning. When they were playing fast, they were playing Rift music. slow. What was up with that? Do you think yeah. Trey just couldn't play the chords on Rift? Like what was up with that? He was like lazy that day, I guess. Yeah. yeah. He's tired. Had a bad sleep in the van. I mean, that Plymouth Voyagers from the late 80s to early 90s are pretty comfy. But when you put three other dudes in there, plus Kuroda, plus Brad Sands, it's got to be tough to sleep in there. Megan. No, my God. Um, (laughs) Those seat cushions could tell stories. Megan, tell us if you could pick any other fish song. Oh, good call, Uncle Jemima. Slow brother brother. MSG. Not sure if it was intentional or just started weird. I think it started weird, but good call. Yeah. (laughs) Very historical. Um, Megan, if you could hear any fish song be slow, what would it be? I don't know if they could actually do this, but I would be curious to hear what Rebo would sound like slow. That would blow my mind. Not during like the compositional part, but like. All the singing, that part. I mean, it's really fast. I don't know. John, what do you got? I, I I don't have anything creative or different here other than to say I want to hear Slow Poor Heart again. Yeah. I loved Slow Poor Heart. I want it. I want it back. How many times did they do that? Did, did they do it? Uh, I was four, just a handful of times yeah. in that fall and they you know they did it at hampton and i think i saw it one other and they did it a couple other times i it somebody on the comments probably knows um i didn't bother to look it up that'd be so cool but it was great mm-hmm. so i want to go through a couple comments that we have from our listeners who are talking about this first and foremost chris r shout out i will not tolerate any slow maze slander that was so <laughs> yes. fun yeah so fun then when i start reading so tweets chris plug your ears yeah, exactly. Don't want to fish Twitter. Uh, ben Gardner, guest last night, guest yesterday. Anybody else like me who was at the show last night who looked around during slow maze and saw a sea of happy people who were smiling and laughing, or was it just me? That is a point I like to raise every time they play backwards on the number line. Seven twenty-eight, seventeen. I sat behind the stage. They play backwards on the number line. I saw a lot of people I see on Twitter in the crowd <laughs> smiling and dancing. And I was like, what is wrong with all of you? You all hate this song. Why are you happy right now? It's a strange You were in the perfect spot to like document their hypocrisy. I was like, you and you. I'm not going to name names. We're not going to do that. But I was like, you and you. Um, Thank you, Kevin Mark. Hogan, for the correct number of poor, slow poor hearts. Knew somebody would have. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Kevin Hogan asked for a slow more. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I you know I don't I think they would break Twitter. Um, so Twitter let's, do it. Like let's have it. It's it a explode. great great plan. Words to no more. Uh, <laughs> Mark Douglas wants a slow ghost, and you know what? Ooh. I think Mark is giving yeah. a hat tip here to like ninety seven and ninety eight ghosts, yes. and I'm right there with him. I, I would totally. love Ghost is not a fast rock song. Ghost it should be like. Sexy. Yeah. Very sexy. And there you go. Fast and riffy is not really sexy. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest here. We need the sirens. Um, <laughs> one more from Ben Gardner here. First they came for Llama and I said nothing. <laughs> then they came for Maze and I said nothing again. Um, I appreciate that 
we have found our listeners because they just they they interpret this band the same way that we do. Um, in terms of what I would want from a slow version, someone said this this morning on Twitter, and I'm just gonna steal it. Um, and I think Megan, you actually sent it to us. So uh, a slow sloth would be really, really, really funny. Oh, I sent that. Um, that is uh, yeah. Brian Colligan out there from Twitter who sent that, and uh, my man is right. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Somehow we've never had a slow sloth. It's a good it'd be a good one. So <clears throat> we will we will continue debating the merits of Fish's performances, um, slow or fast, uh, for the foreseeable future. But before we get into tonight's last night's show, I keep saying tonight, last night's show, which was June 4th, 2022, we want to tell you about our sponsors at Sunset Lake CBD whose line of smokable hemp products are for the infant deadhead, like my daughter, Ingrid, who wears <laughs> Grateful Dead pajamas every night. She chooses to. Oh. Or the bitter old fish fan who's getting slower in their own ways and taking their time. I feel and seen. forgetting <laughs> things, but is demanding that as the band gets older, they only get faster. He's searching for the mellow body high. Smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without the paranoia or the anxious side effects. There are nine different strains from this year's harvest, and there is something for everyone. The Hawaiian Haze is awesome for an outdoor show, maybe like Deer Creek. Cherry Abacus is best for the end of the night, maybe like when you're about to walk up on stage and play a slower version of Maze. I don't know. I'm just throwing that there. All the flowers grown, cured, and trimmed by Sunset Lake CBD's farmers. Even better, Sunset Lake CBD's farm-to-table approach gets you great pricing and premium CBD flower by shipping directly from their farm to your door. We love Sunset Lake CBD. Everyone who's ever bought Sunset Lake CBD loves Sunset Lake CBD. You, yes, you, you, all of you, should go today to sunsetlakecbd.com. Use coupon code HFPOD for 20% off all products. Sunset Lake CBD. Farmer-owned, Vermont grown and with that brian before we bring on our guests can i show you something really quickly sure so i received a birthday gift that i really wanted to show you both no what? way that is so sick yes where, how wow cool is that? where is mine i that know soup's jelly. that's so amazing cool. beautiful as well my sister need, and my brother-in-law that that right there. i yeah. love that that is amazing I can yeah. hang it right that's next gotta to my be album art oh that is incredible I just want to show stuff. you that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What a great gift. Your your sister got that for you? My sister and brother-in-law, yeah. They're oh, amazing that's... gift givers. Wow. Wow. Well, hey, I'm well, using I'm spreading the word CBD of the right now. Look at you. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, let's bring on David. Let's Good. talk about Deer Creek Night 2. David, how are you, What's man? Up, Welcome guys? to the podcast. Hey, David. How's it going? Welcome. Going great. Thanks for having me. Sorry, my face is so close to the camera. I'm actually in the car on the lot as we speak. That's all right. We can oh, all get closer so to our cameras if it makes you feel yeah. more comfortable. No, I'm not that insecure. I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one on the lot, though. Which you you are the one that wins uh, wins this, regardless yes. of, of where we are in position of cameras. How how are you doing? We are the third morning of a, a run at the same venue. It's always such a fun morning to wake up on. You're like. In a routine, you kind of know your way in and out of the venue. You kind of know like the lay of the land. How are yeah. you feeling here today? 
Super excited. Uh, it's a little cooler today. It was like 90 yesterday, which was a nightmare. I'm actually being treated to some air conditioning right now while we're doing this, which is wonderful. Um, you know, it's great. I mean, it's a Sunday show. It's the last show of the tour. So they've got a lot of things going for us tonight. Um, it would be lovely if the gates could figure out how to get people in, knowing that there's going to be a rush at, you know, 7.15. Huge chaos every night. I mean, you, you think been they for how many years? I mean, this place has been around for a while. It's just like it's insane. How could you not but, know how to manage the crowd at this point? Right, but let yeah. that be my biggest complaint. You know? Yeah, yeah I hope true. so. You know, it's it's interesting how you go to these return venues that the band has played at, and it's like MSG knows we know how to get people in. But some of these Midwestern venues are like, we're just going to fight against it. Like, we're going to fight against right. our pace. Like, Dix knows how to get people in. They, they, have, yes. they have an idea of it at this point in time. But you go to some of these places in the Midwest, and they're like, ah, oh, we're just not going to give in to all of you. It's like, just work with us, man. We'll work with you, and everything will be okay. Chaos. But tell us, so you, you saw the, the first night as well as last night? I did. I did. Awesome. I can say it is globally. Last night, the sound was spectacular. Where the first night was super muddy. Mm. Got a little better second set. I sat in the same exact seats both nights, but last night sounded this way better. Definitely like saw, right some, gates. saw some comments yesterday about, um, you know, having trouble hearing the vocals and stuff from yeah. some people out there in, on the first night. So I'm glad yeah. to hear they worked that out. Yeah, I couldn't hear any of... Uh, fish's little samples and like none of them they, they didn't come through the first night and he, he hit it mm. a lot like it, just, wow. it just sounded like a sample wow. i knew there was something being said but i had no idea what it was interesting that's always yeah. rough yeah was this your first time at deer creek or have you been there in the past no i've actually been to a ton of deer creek shows um back in the days i saw the grateful dead here 91 92 93 4 and then i saw fish in 96 and that was my last time here Oh, well. Wow. So it's been a while. That's so cool. Such a yeah. fun way to return. That's awesome. Yeah, huge, huge, huge coming home party. I'm from the, uh, Michigan, so Midwest was like my run. You know, the Chicago, Buckeye Lake, you know. Yeah, awesome. I'm from Michigan too. So, yeah, I haven't been oh, back right to Deer on. Creek since 95 either. Oh, right. It's it's, mm -hmm. it's it's the same but different. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I got to get back in, I've only been in 2010 and there was one of those venues that like I walked in there and I was just like, I, I get it. I get why everybody talks yeah. about this place. It looks like your standard amphitheater, but there's just something yep. about it that's almost unexplainable. And you just feel it when you walk through those doors. Yeah. And let me tell you the vibe. I mean, the shakedown, it's like nothing else. I mean, there's no security. There's nobody saying no to anything. They let it run to like one, one thirty. It's super fun, fun, super chill. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like the old days. It reminds me of like the good old days of just like fun, super good vibes everywhere. Honestly, that's like a reason why I want to go back because I miss that like old kind of like unregulated fun scene. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's so cool to hear that. Yeah, it's great. And we've been vending here, you know, the last couple of days, which has been super cool. Really great opportunity working with Section 119. So it's been it's been really, really fun. Yeah, tell us a little bit about what you're doing on the lot and what some of the vending, how that's been going. Um, you're, you're obviously you're working for Section 119, good friends uh -huh. of the pod here at HF Pod and Osiris yeah. overall. Tell us kind of what it's been like being on the ground and how it's been for you. Yeah, so you know we have um, incredible apparel, you know, elevated stuff, really cool styles. Um, you know, it was a challenge to decide what to bring, you know, cause it's super warm, but we've got some really great lightweight hoodies. It'll be cool for nighttime. We've got our short sleeve shirts, our polos, um, you know, 
bandanas, socks, you know, little things that people want on lot, a belt, you know, stuff like that. Tons of donut stuff, tons of Grateful Dead stuff and um, great response. People love it. You know, we've been really, really fortunate to get, you know, a super warm welcome here hustling all day long. We had to get here super early the first day and super early to me was like 830. Meanwhile, they let people in the night before. We had no idea. So we were like the last oh. ones to show up. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's crazy. Yeah, it was wild. So fortunately, a friend had saved a spot for us. So we were smack dab in the middle of Shakedown, which is just perfect. That's nice. awesome. Right yeah, on. Yeah, it's super cool. Good so, reception yeah, from people on the ground. Sorry? Said good reception from people on the ground. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Really, really cool. Really, really cool. That's great to hear. That's Your stuff is so great. It's just designed so well. It's just really Thank fantastic. you. Thank you. We have some great women's stuff coming soon, too. So you're mm -hmm. going to get excited. Awesome. Cool. A lot of great new styles coming out. We are That's still in the time of year here in Denver where I can throw on the donut hoodie at night. And it uh, it's like just uh, the perfect – it's heavy enough but light enough that I can wear it in the early summer. It's awesome stuff. Nice. Um, yeah, we did one um, with the whale jumping through the donut. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's amazing. We whipped it out super That's quick. Awesome. This is a couple of days after the MSG show. Yeah, and it's been going nice. like hotcakes. We have like six left. Oh, that's wow. awesome. Right yeah. on. Yeah. Well – Let's dive into it. So you, you've been on site, you've been vending, you've had like probably two very, very busy days and you're going into the shows afterwards. Um, yep. how are you feeling going into last night's show and anything that you were hoping to hear? Um, you know, I've always got my dream songs that I want to hear, you know, some realistic, some not, you know, I'll always take a Forbin. Um, I was really lucky actually the last time I did this with you guys was shoreline night one and we got the Forbin, which was super cool. Um, a lot of talk of a sloth opener last night. Um, <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. It would have been super cool though. Um, you know, we thought it was going to be a no repeat summer or no repeat spring. Um, and then that was proven wrong the other night. So I guess really, you know, it, it's anybody's game. And like I said, it's a Sunday show and a tour. So really, you know, it could be wide open. I think some fun game head stuff would be awesome. Um, I'm a ballad guy. I love the slow ones. I don't know why they, they get my heart. So, I mean, I could take a uh, Brian and Robert would be great. Um, I love Sleep. I love Sleep Again. Both those songs just rock my world. So we'll see what happens. You're in good company here. We're ballad lovers too. Yeah, we can get down yeah. with 20, 2021 was just filled with so many good ballad performances. There was a farmhouse from Dick's I was listening to the other day that just like, they added something extra to it that they don't normally. And it was just, it was gorgeous. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Great. So they come out and they open. I thought it was a really interesting first quarter of the show. Turtle in the Turtle in the Clouds. Um, great, great opener. Always reminds me of Caswell Boxed. Undermined. Yeah. And Drift While You're Sleeping, which came really early in the show. What What were some of your highlights from the early part of the first set? Wait, I kind of lost you for a second. I'm so sorry. Oh, you're yeah. right. I was just. What, what were some of your highlights from the early part of the uh, first set, the uh, Turtles, Undermind, and uh, Drift While You're Sleeping yep. segment? Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, Turtle in the Clouds, it never really kind of breaks from what it is. You know, it's super fun, goofy, fun way to start a show. Um, Undermind, weird placement, I thought, but super cool. You know, it was good to hear. Um, Drift While You're Sleeping, I, I like it. People hate on that song. I don't know why I like it. You know, I, I read that people, like, they didn't like the, like the placement of it. It's a cool song, and I love when it jumps into that calypso. It's just super cool. And then, for some reason, when it starts jamming, I, I get a Rush vibe. 
it, it kind of gets proggy on me, you know? So it's mm. a cool tune. And I, I'm never going to be mad at that song. I thought it was really great in that spot. Like, I think it was the earliest yeah. that they've ever played that song in a show. Yeah. It's usually either closing a first set or a second set right. or an encore. And it felt like that jam, like you're talking about, the proggy jam, like really just hit the crowd and hit the band in a way that like it took the energy up another level. Megan and Jonathan, what were your guys' thoughts on that? I'm with you guys. Uh, Turtle in the Clouds has, you know, it's just got some like pretty melodic and harmonic work that just I I love, absolutely love, uh, whether whether they do the dance or not. Um, So I think that's kind of a great opener. Undermine, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see it as unusual placement, but I'm happy with the placement. You know, after Turtle in the Clouds, it's give everybody some proper, like, fish chugle dance, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, even if it doesn't, you know, go long or deep. And, yeah, this is really great placement for Drift While You're Sleeping, mm-hmm. I think. It's early. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a, you know, it's a structured song, but it's got a nice peak and finish. And, uh, you know, the having a lot more fish ahead of you for the night is, you know, a good place to leave you after that song. Yep. Yeah. I love the turtle opener too. I mean, I was listening back this morning cause I was out last night and couldn't watch the show 7 AM and I'm already jumping up and down in my kitchen, like yelling house party. Like that is just the vibe you want when you're yeah. starting a fish show. Right. Like I just think, I also think that song is just awesome. It's like amazing to me that at this point in their career, they can write these songs that just sound so creative and just so interesting and different from other stuff they've written. I love it. I also, I thought Undermine sounded great there. Really well played, fun, and Drift, 100% agree. I'll fight anybody who doesn't like this song. If you really listen to this song, it's just a gorgeous, really interesting composition. I mean, I thought Trey sounded great during this version. I love this song too. It's also a song that I listened to a lot during the pandemic and it was like during quarantine and it just, it was gorgeous. I love this song. I thought the first beginning of the set was great. Yeah. It kind of, and, and like to extend it into the latter, like to the middle part of the set, I felt like there were a lot of songs that weren't necessarily rare or like total shocks when they were played, but they were kind of played in placements. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. And I definitely enjoy, uh, when a set, when I'm surprised when a song is starting, I don't necessarily expect a certain song to, 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 to come And Like for perfect example is drift while you're sleeping is played that comes down. They're probably going to bring it down a slight notch at that point in time, but rather going like an overt ballad, they go strawberry letter 23, which is just this cover that has like fully been embraced by the band in such a cool way. It brings everybody back to the Baker's dozen. I, I got to say, I think this is the best version they've ever played of that too. I, 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 I felt right with you. that they have at, in the past been a little, not quite a hundred percent there on this song. Like I love the commitment. I love that they want to play it. It's a great song, but this one, I feel like they really like it felt right. Mm-hmm. And the bridge yeah. in the middle, the instrumental bridge got, it's very short, but it just felt like a real lift. Like, I just loved it. Yeah. I think, yeah, the only note I took on that was Fish has put their stamp on this song. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it has the quality that, like, rock and roll, good times, bad times, Drowned has, where this isn't just Fish playing a cover song. It's Fish embracing a song and making uh-huh. it their own in, in their own way. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, I feel like we're going to hear this much more regularly going forward because yeah like to your point John, they just nailed it if it's going to be like this then absolutely let's let's see yeah. Yeah. let's do it 
Um, Stealing Time follows. I was not aware of this. It was the first version since 2019, the last one. No idea. I I I just kind of guess they played it last year for sure. I mean. I know. Me too. Especially because it's, to me, it always was such a, like, quarantine pandemic song. You know, got free. Like, that's when that song really, like, clicked for me. I always just was like, meh, about that song before. But then listening to it then in that context, I was like, you know, just, it really hit me. So I was shocked to hear it hadn't been played since then either. Yeah. 58 shows since its last oh, performance on 12-8-2019. By far the longest gap it's ever had. The next longest, just for comparison's sake, is 22 shows back uh, between 10-21-18 and 6-19-19. I mean, it's definitely been on a like a broader rotation over the last longer five leash. years, yeah. a longer leash. Um, oh. Kevin Hogan, our oh, wait, gold star <laughs> viewer says there's been supply chain issues with green tea and cliff bars, which is probably uh, reason why we don't get it. That's good um, this version though, there were like two minutes, two to three minutes where Trey went off the rails uh, away from stealing time and, yeah. and took it into a really cool space. And I, it, it's you know the micro jam type of approach yeah. where you're not going deep you're not going 20 minutes but like you're getting enough of okay they're playing around with their songs which usually foreshadows good things to come it's a little mustard yeah he got super why for a minute and i thought it was going to open up and this turned into a jam yeah yeah um, i was really i was cool. i mean they hammered us with this song in early 3.0 you know yeah yeah <laughs> you know it was it was cool to see it though because i guess it had been a while and i just didn't know so mm-hmm. listen to it well, it's got yeah, that really I'm still waiting throbbing... for like the twenty-minute version of this song because I really like the tone yeah. that Trey leans into with it, yeah. and I just feel like it could go dark and long if they wanted it to. But oh yeah, absolutely. It's got that throbbing bass line from Mike that, like, you know that if they just kind of back off slightly and let the rhythm section carry this, they can modulate into a really cool space. I almost hope, and we'll get to this in the second set, but like, I almost hope that the inspiration around any song can jam could have an effect on a song like this if they decide to bring Mm -hmm. it back because they clearly can take it somewhere the same way that they took jim for a little bit of a walk last night you know nothing crazy but just like a little bit of like a push out outside uh as well as timber um both those songs like had moments of transcendence outside of the original structure of it what what were your thoughts david as as they were kind of evolving throughout the set yeah, I mean, the gym, Camel Walk, Timber, like that little run was very kind of one point y It just felt yeah. like the old days. It, it was really fun. Got a lot of Mike. That was like Mike's kind of feature segment of the set for me. Um, you could really hear him turned up. It was super fun. Super spacey. A lot of vibrato. Really cool. And, you know, what's been really neat, and, you know, I heard it in the shows that I wasn't at before Deer Creek, but, um, you know, Paige is really into the synths right now really into the synths and and i'm a huge fan of that you know i just love those sounds and it just made for a really fun chunk of music really fun it was good fresh spins on old songs which is always a fun thing to hear you know it's it's cool to hear them attack new songs with creativity but to then go back to songs they've played a hundred plus times and be like we're gonna put this new spin on it um Megan, what were your thoughts as we were moving through the first set here i know that you you caught up late but like what were your thoughts listening back to it yeah, it was really fun to hear Jim come back. We haven't had one in a little while. It was nice with this like little micro dram at the end mm-hmm. too. Camel Walk was a good version and Timberhoe is not really my favorite song, but I really liked this little jam at the end that they did. I thought it sounded really cool. I thought they were kind of 
doing a little bit of the stuff that they did to down and split open too. It's just like you were saying, David, like really like spacey, like synthy, cool stuff. Yep. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. This was the first gym in 16 shows. Uh, the last one was 10 30, 2021, the animals set. Maybe they were putting some of these animals. Same for songs, camel just walk, like actually camel walk as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, taking uh, some of these, yeah. these, uh, taking some of these animal songs and just, you know, holding off on them a little bit before they brought them back. <laughs> You know, I just want to say, I, I think of Megan as my ally in so many things as being, you know, a 1.0 fan like myself. But what do you mean you don't like Timber Ho? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll jump on that. Damn. Yeah. Put that it's on the a, list. It's a dancey thing. You know, so I'm like a big dancer. You know this about me. And there's oh, Timber yeah. Ho is a really weird song to dance to. Oh, I got some great moves. Oh, we can talk some, about yeah. it offline. I've got some great moves. So I can walk you through it. Okay. Great, yeah, same, awesome. To be I'm honest. on board for like, that. You know, we're gonna they'll, they'll play to Raleigh. Uh, we'll bust moves. You'll see. It'll be okay. Great. Perfect. Join us at one for dance lessons with HF Pod. That's our another spinoff podcast oh, that we'll be God. doing. Okay. Don't even get me through. started. This Dave's got us today thing. because we're going to be going with the the hypnotic funk of Timberho. You know. <sighs> Your point about dancing is going to become relevant again when we get to the uh, extremely controversial encore that we're going to be talking about. Ryan, dancing is always uh, relevant. Always relevant. But it's very relevant when Fair. we get to that because because my wife had made a very good point about it when we were watching the show last night. But I will just say, Timber, please go listen to the 11-16-97 version. Mm. Don't, don't do anything else after we end this podcast. Listen to that and then, and then tell us what your thoughts are. Thank you. Thank okay. You. Yes, you. sir. Your ability um, to pull out dates blows me away. I, I just want to say it. It just kills me. It, me if, if I could do the same thing with stocks, it would be actually really beneficial. Right? But, you know, yeah. here, here we are. We, we know, we know fish. Um, Julius. Great spot for Julius. I thought it was going to close the set. I love the, the yep. double set closer. Uh, it was right around, I think like 67 minutes. It would have been a short set two or set one right. had it closed at that point, but split open a melt, like give me just like creepy, weird late eighties, early nineties fish that then goes yeah. off into this like blissy space jam to close out the set. What was this like yeah. in the venue? Cause this looked amazing. Yeah. I, I wrote, I wrote down the Jedi jam. I mean, it got super weird and it's funny like because it. my friends and I have been talking for the last, you know, day and a half or two shows, whatever. It's been happy fish all the way through, like really happy. A lot of blissy jams, just super fun. And then this got dark and the jam just got super weird and it was really cool. And really, uns, you know, unsuspecting with Julius, you know, we were, we were thinking Julius was going to end it. And then the melt was just really what we needed. And it kind of put a question mark on the set and on the show. And like, what's next? Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good way to put yeah, it. Julius is like a period, right? And yeah. every Julius is right. the best Julius when you're watching it, when you're there. Right. Like, it's totally. always fun. Right. It's always a blast. Right. And it, yeah, it feels like it could close. But then to play that split open and melt which is improbably only 12 minutes long um it's like time gets a little lost and fuzzy in the middle of there and uh what yeah what a great dark a tray uses the backwards like the reverse delay Mm -hmm. and it just gets super weird and the best way and and then finishes properly so they've been crushing melt lately i feel like the versions lately have just been so good yeah, it's, it's you were talking about it, Dave. Like the synthesizers, it's it, the the impact of 
Page's synthesizers are felt across a wide array of songs, but I feel like they're felt no place better than in Split Open and Melt. When they get into that dissonant, spacey oh, yeah. zone, and he moves over to the synths and just like the just like starts creeping in. Trey follows him. Fishman just yeah. like breaks down to an atypical rhythm, and you're just you're in that special zone. Shout out here to Austin Fry. Been chasing Melt a Melt for a bit. Got it on my tenth show anniversary in my home awesome venue. awesome that is a that is yeah, right a good on. good good uh vibe here um and yeah the 12 minute note like i would have sworn as i was listening to it that we were 14 15 16 minutes into it as it was going off but time is an illusion with these sorts of things when they yeah. find it and they go sometimes yeah. they don't need to go any further i remember yeah. right after the set you were texting uh, you know i wasn't watching so you were texting kind of you know a micro recap and you're like yeah you know they stretch this and this and then a couple minutes later i posted you know a tweet that had approximate timings and i was like they only cracked 10 minutes twice um and you were like yeah, <laughs> they, they, there was a lot in there i'm like okay and you're right Just yeah publicly acknowledged that you were right now that i've listened to the show one time one time yeah, this this time this time <laughs> <laughs> so we break for set Yep. Do you have any set break routines? Do you have any like, or do you just like, do you hang out in your spot? What do you do at set break? Well, you know, obviously the lines are long for bathrooms and food. So I just, I try to, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I try to find a song that I'm okay to walk away and grab a drink, like towards the end of first set. So I don't have to worry about it. Um, a, a buddy of mine grabbed me a water. So I was able to just chill and just kind of sit there and reflect. We had good people around us this time and a ton of space ton nice. of space probably had like six spots for two of us so you were on the lawn um no i was about halfway back at pavilion mike side a little bit oh nice um, yeah That's it was great awesome. it's great yeah That's same seats all three nights too which is really nice i've never really mm-hmm. had that um super cool That's to so be in cool. the same spot yeah yeah i love it when that happens because yeah, yeah. you don't have to think about anything else you know how to get there yeah. after the first night you know the best path to the can best path to the beer best path to the getting out Everything's covered. Totally. You can just be. Totally. And, and hopefully like, you know the people, people around you. Yeah. 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 yeah it was okay. chill. It was great to see, you know, chat with, you know, sometimes some friends, you know, it's that break, but I always lose track of time. And then it's like the lights go down and I'm not where I need to be. And I get all panicky. I hate when that happens. So it's yeah. always nice it's to make sure I'm in my seat and ready to go. Well, and especially last night as the lights go down for set two, we by the way, getting I called used it. to the like. Oh, nice. Who oh, tell nice. I fully call that you enjoy myself, which I know they haven't done much at all as we're looking at the stats, but for some, you know, I knew it was coming. We knew we were going to get it this weekend. And I just, I just threw it out there and boom. We've been getting so used to the five minute set to opener that, right. uh, you know, seems like, Hey, you're watching for free. Here's five minutes of fish. And then we're you'll hear the first couple seconds of, whatever we're going to go into next. And you're going to then want to jump on the, the actual webcast, but they decide here, we're just going to open up with the fish song. And right. I don't think I'm overstating it here. The fish song. That is it right there. It's the yeah. It's the anthem. Crowd went the f- nuts. Crowd went oh. nuts. You can hear it yeah. even on the live fish, like the, yeah. the roar of the crowd. Oh, yeah. that must've been an awesome moment. I was on, bedtime duty last night for our son and my wife was watching the show on the patio which is right outside of his window and i just i 
It was super hot here. We had the AC on and I was like, I don't care. We're opening the window. You need to turn the volume up so that I can put him down and listen to this. You enjoy myself <laughs> in the same time. But it was the first set to opening. You enjoy myself since five, nine 89, many 99 heads would recall that there was a jam into you enjoy myself on 10, 10, 99, not net, not technically, you enjoy myself opening the set, but this was the first true second set. You enjoy myself opener that has a really cool rip and jam goes into drums and, and bass goes into the vocal jam. And like they did it on new year's Eve, they take the groove in the vocal jam. Trey picks up his guitar and starts jamming again. What, what did you think about this moment, David? That was amazing. I mean, that was it. I mean, you know, I'm used to the long vocal jams and then the song kind of just fizzles from not fizzles, but you know, we know it's going to happen from there. You know, it's kind of just a little bit standard for him to kind of come back and just, you know, not even go back to where he was, but kind of take it to another place. I'm like, this could turn into, we're going to get like a 40 minute you enjoy myself right now. Like this is going to be, you know, <laughs> you know, but I mean, the vocal right. jam was really fat. I mean, it was like a three minuter, you know, I mean, I could be Perfect. off, but like, it was super cool though because I don't need a long vocal jam. You know, I mean, it, it's no. adorable, but like I like to see him dance. You know, it's great. I mean, Trey's a great dancer, but um, you know, I wanted the jam, and it, and it came in hard, and it was awesome. It was just awesome. Um, you gotta wonder if after yeah forty years they're kind of like, okay, what else do we do with the vocal jam? Let's figure something else out here. Right? We gotta do it, but what else do we? What else can we really right. do here? I mean, I think when they did it over New Year's Eve, it was so amazing. And I felt like that was such a great version of You Enjoy Myself. And it was so cool to see them kind of like go for that vibe again and try it again. And I thought it was awesome. I'm not a huge vocal jam person. So picking up those instruments and going back into cool jam. And then the way it ended in Wave of Hope, I thought it landed like really nicely. I thought it was a beautiful, beautiful transition. Listening back, I had to like stop and go listen to it twice because I just thought it sounded so good. I, um... I like vocal jams, but I, I, um, what's, where, where's the thing? Oh, here. I have no complaints. Uh, <laughs> this was good. <laughs> this was good. Funny. Oh, right on. Yeah. I got that. I don't know. It's in my stash. I think I got it in Vegas, but, uh, the, um, the jam, it, you know, reminded me a little of like Sigma Oasis, a little like vibe wise. It wasn't, it's not like they were playing that, um, and it was terrific. I was blasting it outside earlier today while I was watering my neighbor's garden. And, you know, it's just beautiful, just good rock. And, uh, yeah. and then to land into Wave of Hope like that is, it's a cool song. And what they did cool with song. that song, outstanding. Outstanding. I think Brian, or was it you who texted this that morning and said, Hose. In total to hose. hose. Total yeah. hose. That's it. There it is. Yeah, I'll just say so I saw the last You Enjoy Myself in front of fans at the forum in LA. And mm-hmm. I encourage everyone to go back and listen to that because that version goes into a type two jam before the vocal jam. And mm-hmm. I I don't think that there's there's like a very small vocal jam that comes after that before going into MoMA dance. And it's just like, it's a very unique, very cool version of you enjoy myself. But I was a little shocked when they kind of faded out and went into wave of hope. It was a little more jarring to me than I think it might've been to, for some of you guys. I ultimately knowing where wave of hope went, I'm cool with it. I'm listen. <laughs> but um, I am admittedly not a fan of the song wave of hope. We don't have to go off on a giant tangent, but I, I don't really? personally like Classic. the song. 
You I will be. Like new class. Yeah. And yeah. now, and I texted the group last night and I said, me tomorrow on HF pod, a wave of hope is the greatest fish song that has ever been written. Because <laughs> the joy of a jam that comes off a song like that, that is that effortless, that just like it, it's, it's the Santana hose vibe of, mm. of, where all the flowers and Trey's just playing the guitar and every line is just like watering the flowers. It's amazing, amazing jam. And it showcases like when the inspiration strikes this band, it does not matter what song they're playing. It could be lawn boy. It could be tweezer. It could be a wave of hope. It could be anything. And when it hits right, they just, they produce an all time jam. And I thought that jam to me is up there with the tweezer from Alabama. It's up there with the light from Charleston as some of my favorite playing of this overall tour. It was uh, Soul Planet from Alabama as well. Just an incredible jam, probably my highlight of the weekend thus far. It was gorgeous. It was so yeah. beautiful. And just these soaring notes at the end. It was, I loved it. And a beautiful re-entry into the song at the end too. Really effortless. Yeah. It was good. It was it a was good sweet. re-entry. You know, it's really weird because um, I hadn't seen it lot. I don't think I'd see, have I seen it? person i don't know I, we'll, we'll deal with that later but um it really reminded me of aerosmith i know that sounds crazy but i closed my eyes and like it was like this could be an aerosmith song with just that that bluesy rock portion and like it just had this arena vibe that was just super big and just super hot and then it just turned into this blissful just oh it, it was my favorite of the night for sure and and probably of the weekend um so far i'd it like really to highlight Sure Smith's comment down here in the in the comment. Thank you. Excuse me, Shermith. Uh, I actually I thoroughly enjoy Wave of Hope. A pretty grooving energy, and I really love the progression during the chorus. And I do too. I, I and it I, yes. I get the Aerosmith thing, David. I, it's uh it's just a kind of a classic rock yeah. vibe. Very totally rapid classic. tempo. Kind of like you know I never needed you like this before. Kind of like yeah. that whole yeah. you know, just like just like. It's a, a smacker, you know? It really is. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how Trey went back to his roots with so many of those songs that he wrote during the pandemic. Of Like you're mm-hmm. talking just like 70s arena rock. Like what do I need to write in my in my studio, in my apartment here when I cannot go outside in New York in the spring of 2020? I'm going to write stuff that I'm going to play in front of 20,000 people in two years. And uh, that, that vibe, I, I definitely pick up on that. I like that. Um Ben Gardner here. Oh, this is good. I think about ESPN NBA highlight montages whenever I hear a wave of hope. I picture LeBron dunking on people with the music in the background. I get behind that. So good. It's funny though. I always hear the line when I think of those kinds of montages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is that coming back soon? When do we get a line? I hope so. We're going to get a fast version of the line tonight. (laughs) Shout out. To friend of the pod, Stephen Hyden, who who said back in 2013 when he was just getting into fish that the Coda jam to the line reminds him of Deer Hunters. Um, I'm blanking on the song title now. It'll come to me at, at some point. But there's a Deer Hunter song from their excellent 2010 record, Halcyon Digest, that he compares the line to. And it's it's the best comparison. It's a great way to listen to the line. Um, middle of the second set, we get Bug, Jabu, and the howling. What were your thoughts here, David? You know, um, bug was great. I mean, that was, I'll always take a bug, you know, nothing too special there. It was just, it was great. You know, it just, it was great placement. Needed a little breather, obviously. Um, bug was great. Um, Jabu, cool, super cool. Um, really cool Jedi tones. I mean, just the, you know, love that. Just blast off. 
crowd always loves it. Everybody's dancing. I mean, you just look back and it's, you know, one of those songs where just, there's nobody just sitting still. It's just really, really fun. Um, the Howling, my first time seeing it, I, I'm, I'm okay. We don't have to do that, that too much. Um, you know. I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. It's just it's so just, funny. Like, I'm just counting the minutes that it's taking up of other songs that I'd love to hear. And, um, <laughs> But I'm not a hater. Like I love all fish. You know, there's no bad fish for me. You know, right, so right. I mean, I'll take it. But you know, my first time seeing it, and I'm fine if it's another 40 shows. So um, it's a it's a it good played groove. well. It was cool sounding. You know, I just I yeah. don't really need it. Um, I think that's fair. I, I would agree in the sense that like I liked last night's version. I think my only concern, if I can be concerned, is there's no a bright. chunk of sci-fi I'm not allowed there's a chunk of sci-fi soldiers in the middle with like clear your mind um the inner portion of outer whatever that that song title is um the ninth cube that to me were the most creative and unique parts of the sci-fi soldiers set and the howling is kind of just like let's vamp and yell for 9 minutes and yeah there was some cool jamming, but it, it reminds me yeah. a lot of like the younger brother to Martian Monster, and sure. I'm okay with them coming out. Yeah, it, it's a tube jam in a song. Um, Uncle Jemima, great, great Uncle call, Jemima great call, it. one. Yeah. There it is. Um, I mean, yeah, Funk City, take me there, please. <laughs> Funk City, take me there. Austin Fry, the Howling was a dance party, and everybody was grooving hard. You know. Oh, I mean that song. I get it. Fun. It's I mean, just when we played that song at MSG, Down with Disease, The Howling, The Twist. People were like losing their minds dancing. Like that song is just a dance party. So I get it. It's not like the most well written song, maybe, but it, if it hits the right moment, it is like yeah. fucking fun. I'm really full, interested. Full disclosure: Megan's uh, weekend address is in Funk City. So. <laughs> 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 I, uh, it's not just I remember the there, was, there, John there was a lot of discourse around uh, the lyrics of the howling right after Halloween. Yeah. And I was like, that's yeah. not my biggest issue with this song. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's the point. <laughs> we got a little plinko that took me yeah. back. So that was neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Trey was playing those Jedi tones and it was, it, I was listening to it and I was like, Fishman, can you just like adjust your rhythmic like approach here because it was he was just playing the howling riff over and over again on the drums and i was like can you just adjust this and see where this song can go and they want to stick in it which you know did, it happens yeah. did you have a yeah. problem with tempos <laughs> um no before we go there um i i just want to say that you know for those who don't love the howling they played good times bad times right after they were uh, speaking to you uh, man totally. uh, and what a great closer oh yeah. Couldn't have been, it couldn't have called it better. I mean, it was just perfect. It was so fun. I mean, really ripping, you know, mm -hmm. that song just kills. I mean, I always think back to AC, the, the fun Zeppelin night before uh, Little Feet. And yeah. I was lucky enough to be there. And, you know, it just takes me back. It's, it was just awesome. I mean, it was just super, super fun. I'll take it anytime. And, you know, and I love they don't play it too much. You know, it's a really great one. Yeah. So Perfect closer. 31 show gap going back to what Dick's last year. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> they played that 
I first saw that at Providence 94, which I guess has some good times in it. So, yeah, I, I, I think they play that show, that song when they've had a good time. Yeah. So I think it's a, a good sign. I was predicting rock and roll and we got good time, which is like a perfect other song. Rock, like and, rock and roll. roll you know? Yeah. But you, it's you got the style. Rock and roll for you, Brian. They're saving it for you, Brian. I hope that they are. I would love, I just, I need a big rock and roll. You know, it's wild. Like we, we talked on the podcast a couple months ago about a show from 1990 and they play good times, bad times to close out the main set. And it's just so wild to think about fish playing good times, bad times now, 40 years into their career in front of all these thousands of people. But to then go back to like, if you listen to these early nineties versions, like the approach is still just as earnest, just as heavy, just as like, you know, uh, hat tip to Led Zeppelin while putting the fish spin on it. It's amazing that they've been able to play that song so well for 30 plus years yeah. at this point in time. It's just, yeah. and, and what a badass rock and roll song to really own and nail. Yeah. yeah. yeah Trey sounded amazing. Trey sounded great. Paige sounded Page great. Sounded great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all did. Awesome. And they come out. For the encore, and mm-hmm. at some oh, point, I'm sorry, we're out of time. Oh, we're out of time. <laughs> I go. I'm going to speak very slow. Oh, the battle of the encore. <laughs> and I'm going to try to speak clearly here. Um, no, uh, they come out for the encore. I had seen at some point during the show. I was looking at fish.net that they played this slow maze in the sound check, and I kind of figured it was like either they they played a section of maze and they were working things out. Or someone misheard something, but they come out and like, sure enough, they're playing maze. They're just playing at like half the speed. Were you thrown off, David? Were people freaking out? Like, what what was the vibe like when this started? Well, I, I also saw the um, the sound check, and so we were joking throughout the show, like, when's the slow maze coming? And um, we left our seats to go down and dance um, in the in like in the concourse because we had to get back out and vend right after. So you know, I always go sort of hang by the uh, by the exit, which gives me a ton of space, which is awesome. And um, sure enough, the slow maze came, and you know, I say amazing. Can I be that guy? I mean, it was, you sure can. <laughs> it was it was fun. I mean, it, like I'll take it. It's a silly, funny fish. Like let them do it. I mean, they're allowed to be goofy. Um, Yes, exactly. You know, it's like it's not a song I'd ever predict a slow version of. You know, like I wouldn't have like yeah. if you told me to pick ten fish songs that they could do slow versions of. Maze would not make my list. Um, <laughs> uh, tell us one. <laughs> uh, right, you're on the spot. That's fine. No, don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> but you know, it's um, it was cool. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I, I don't see it becoming a, a big, you know, part of the the repertoire. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Are they just kind of preparing us for the fact that they're all, you know, cresting on 60 years old and that it's going to be all slow soon? I mean, <laughs> who knows? Nah, <laughs> um, I mean, they get I, think years think yeah, funny. I think they just think it's funny. I mean, I, I, someone said that when they both came out that Mike and Trey were just like smiling at each other, laughing as they started. And oh, yeah. You oh, they're like laughing. Having, yeah. yeah, you can hear them having fun while they're doing it because they're like, making mistakes you know it's hard to switch the tempo yeah. especially with this the singing that seemed like the really the hardest part and i just feel like they were having right. such a great time like and the, yeah. guys we really want fish to have a great time okay we really do mm-hmm. that's like better for us yeah. when they have a good time they've played the songs <laughs> over 300 times and yeah. to play it at that tempo you know yes they are 
professional musicians and they listen to the drummer and they follow along. And I think musically they had a pretty good, did a pretty good job of it. Singing is so much more reliant on muscle memory. Yeah. It was really yeah. like you could see and you could hear that's it was difficult to adjust that. Yeah. And when um, they came back in and, after yeah. Trey's solo, right. Paige and Mike yeah. came in yeah. fast and they had to like slow down and, again. Yeah. yeah it, it was really, I mean, that's yeah. gotta be difficult. I mean, it, it's playing. So, I remember something years ago, somebody uh, was interviewing Mike and he talked about how he, what he thought he knew about funk completely changed when he saw Bootsy Collins play in New Orleans and how slow and frankly more difficult it is to play real funk music um, slow. And um, and I think that applies across the board. Like to play slow sounds simple, but to play something that complicated at half speed or three quarter speed or whatever that really was is that is that's a real challenge particularly when you have to think particularly when, with again muscle memory just being able to like stop yourself from chasing through the riff or whatever you might normally do i'm impressed frankly i thought it was very cool very creative and uh yeah. As Les Hadda says, it's like playing a new song. But Absolutely. to your point, Jonathan, they know the the actual song that they are playing, but they're playing it in a new way. And that challenge is like, it was ever present on stage. And in a way right. that's really different than they usually play it. And, you know, when you've been playing together for this long, <laughs> a lot of it is just, like you said, Jonathan, muscle memory. And, and it happens organically without you having to really think about a lot of it. So it's pretty cool. And it's worth noting that we know from earlier this tour and MSG, they can play a fast maze. It's not like they can't. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. I want to just address one thing. Dave, you you mentioned this um, perhaps offhandedly, but I'm going to take it and run with it because I think it's really interesting. Um, The idea of are they setting this up for – things getting slower in the future. I don't necessarily think that fish is saying like 10 years from now, every song will be half speed. So get ready for it. And we're just going to drop little versions here. But I do think that there is something instinctually that like they are getting older. These songs are really, really hard to play. There are reasons why they did not play Fluffhead for a four year or for two year period in time of active playing other reasons, but like, you know, they've stopped playing songs for certain reasons because they simply cannot play it on stage in front of an audience. I think that Fish's songs are going to be really, really hard to play in 20 years, just with like the natural evolution of the body and the speed with which some of these songs are played now versus in years past. I think it's a cool artistic move to say, is there something else we can get out of this song? And when you hear Maze at last night's pace, it kind of sounds like steam. The lyrics are suddenly way creepier than they are when it's played really yeah. fast. It's got a cool groove to it. Like it opens up another door that if in 10 years we hear mostly slow llamas and slow mazes versus fast versions of it, it's it's opening new avenues for the band and it's more like artistic creativity going forward. I think you're absolutely right. There's a fun aspect and in the moment aspect, but I, I, I kind of get a sense instinctually that like they are thinking what is coming next? Where are we going next? Yeah. And 
I don't know. I think they'll stop playing if they can't play the songs the way they want to play them. But I think they'll write new songs then that they can play. Like that to me is what Fish would do. They would just write songs that they can play. I don't know. Fish is is more about now than 20 years from now. Sure, sure, sure. I guess what I'm thinking is like they're adapting in the moment to how they can play right now and giving themselves a an opportunity to play a song like this at this pace is both fun in the moment, but also is not as hard on them from a physical standpoint. Because Maze is a really, really hard song to play. And well, that really was hard mentally what they did. That was. That's a good point. Yeah, that was that a huge challenge. Way harder. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I loved it. I thought it was really fascinating. I thought it had a very yeah. cool groove. Um, and I thought it closed out the show really, really great. Um, I don't know if you caught it. I mean, you were in there, David. The lights stayed off for a significant amount of time after so, Maze ended. Right. Tell so us about this. We thought more than I've ever felt it at a show that I can remember that they were going to come back out again. I felt it from uh, home. They kept it on the stage. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we're it doing it. I mean, the crowd was it. roaring and it went on for a good, let's say, three minutes, which if you count out three minutes, that's kind of a long time. Um, and then finally the house lights go up and we're like, oh. Um, but yeah, it really, we thought they were coming back. And I mean, I can't, can we, Brian, you can probably pull the last time they did a double encore, but from the Hampton, like came back out. Hampton 18, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, 10, 21, I mean, 18, but it's been a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like four years. Like, yeah. It would have been rare. It yeah. would have been special. It would have been very Deer Creek-esque. Um, mm-hmm. Ben Gardner oh, here yeah. says, I agree with David. I thought for sure they were coming back. That was a fun moment. Shermuth totally was expecting a double encore. They didn't go to the credits for so long. Yeah, like the screen, the camera just hung on the stage. It was dark. You could see people with like their hands up, just like freaking out that they were coming back. And then the house lights came on and I was like, all right, time to get the patio cleaned up and ready to go to bed. Because, But, you know, it felt like we were getting that. Yep. But, But, you know, so be it. Tonight's another night. Tonight's another night. you You had something relevant about dancing to tell us. Is this the moment? Well, well that's a great point. Yeah, so Maze, this this all this all gets back to what we were talking about with Maze. My wife was my wife and I were watching the show last night, and Maze is not one of her favorite songs. Um, and she was listening to it, and she was like, "I could groove really, really hard to this version of Maze. Like this, this gives me the opportunity to boogie to Maze." And so, like to your point about Timber, like, and to part partially my my thought, like the the groove that these fast songs get when they move into a slower version, it, it opens up another, it's another pocket for jamming and another pocket for grooving. So um, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I, w- I want to yeah. reply to uh, Chris R. You put his comment up on the screen a little bit ago. He says, let's be honest. We're all getting old. The mirror's secret is I'm losing my hair. Another line from that same song is focus on today and you'll find a way. Happiness is how rooted in the now. So don't sweat the hair. Um, as I can say, embrace it. And also, uh, related and unrelated, um, Taper's Choice, a fairly new Uh, jam band from out West. Love them. Just tweeted, be right back. Rewriting all our tunes in a quote, slow funk style. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. God bless those guys. Three or four times. Those guys are fantastic. Yeah. Those guys are amazing. Talked to a couple of them on my other podcast and, uh, love that band. Love that we we love them here at, at Osiris and HF Pod. We we are huge fans. Um, 
what is it? The Dave check, the Dave check. Yes. Is that, is that the song? Oh, what the song is called? Yeah. Yep. Yes. That, um, the donor rep, the donor rep. Um, all right. So we are two of three nights into the deer Creek run. David, how are you feeling going into night three Sunday night show? Super excited. Love a Sunday show. Love the, love the closer. I mean, anything's, you know, a lot of songs they haven't done a lot of potential, um, you know, it's Deer Creek. We have so much going for us. We've got the Deer Creek. We've got the Sunday. We got the end of tour. You know, it's what could just, go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> the amphitheater is our oyster. Um, there it is. I'm really, go. really looking forward to tonight. Really looking forward to it. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. This has been great. Super fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Good Thank you for hanging with us. Good luck yeah. uh, out out in the lot today, David. Is yeah, uh, they, they're yelling right. You probably can't hear it. They've yelled for me like three times. Like David, we need you. This is a great <laughs> time. It's a good for, problem uh, to have. That's a good sign. Well, we're gonna we're gonna let you yeah. go. David awesome. from Section One Nineteen has been hanging with us. This has been awesome, man. And um, we cool. will uh, we'll look forward to talking with you a little bit further down the road. Thank you guys so much. Love what you do, and I'm here for you if you need me. Hope to see oh, you meet you in person this summer. All right. Yeah, nice as well. Talk to you guys soon. Bye. Have a great show. Thanks. All right. Uh, we did that. That was great. That was a lot of fun. I I want to say again, I really liked last night's show. Me I think too. that um, it just shows that they can just keep doing it. They don't, repeats don't matter, mm-hmm. but there's still plenty of songs. Strawberry Letter 23 is a perfect example of a song that, you know, nobody was looking for. Yeah. Really. Maybe there's, I'm sure there's somebody out there who's like, I really want to see Strawberry Letter. But on the whole, nobody was looking for that song to pop up. And not only did it pop up, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there's so much more, just as David said, like, stuff they haven't played good repeats to come will they play tweezer why is the answer yes um yeah it's coming yeah so much great stuff happening tonight i think i think they've also like you mentioned earlier brian just like the variety of set listing is really cool like even without the no repeats i think they've just been playing some cool stuff that is unexpected just so fun totally yeah last night was yeah, I think just like a very strong overall fish show that I really enjoyed. It was unexpected uh, highlights. Pretty much everything I enjoyed from last night, I did. I wouldn't have expected if I had like tried to craft down a set list based on how they're playing shows uh, uh, of late. You know, talking about like the third song, "Drift While You're Sleeping," the uh, "Stealing Time," the split up in a melt. I, that's probably the most expected one, but the. You enjoy myself, a wave of hope to open set two, and then the slow maze in the encore. Like that all that adds to the it's it's humorous, it's grooving, it's surprising. Creative. It's creative. Exactly. It's endless creativity around their music. Um that I just I love and I will continue to return to. So we as a team will be back here tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern, to chat through. Fishes. Well, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk pre-show. We're going to hang out pre-show tonight, and then we're going to come back at set break as well. We're going to do another set break mm-hmm. thing. Whenever that happens, that's going to usually be around like nine thirty p.m. Eastern. We'll come on at that point in time, do a little more hang, see where our thoughts were on the first set, and then we will be back tomorrow at one p.m. Eastern to recap tomorrow's show. And tomorrow we have. Um, 
Nicholas Hamilton joining us to talk through Fish's final night of the spring tour. And we will give you a preview of what's to come over the next couple of weeks during tomorrow's show. So um, really, really excited for tonight's Fish show. And we will uh, we'll see you all for pre-show hangout a little bit later. Now, do we want to just uh, warn everybody that pre-show hangouts are a lot more rigid and structured than these things, right? Mm-hmm. So They're just understand serial. we've got a tight schedule. It's very serious business. No, wait. There's a lot we I have got to that get backwards, through. I think. Um, yeah, there's a lot <laughs> we have so to get They're so fun. Through. They're very loose. They're super fun. It's a good vibe. And Chris R. is reporting an early show start time tonight, so we have to check on that. and Check our socials. Watch HF Pod, uh, Twitter, and uh, Megan's really good about what you're over there. Sorry. It's really good about pointing, uh, you know, announcing these things, and uh, so keep an eye on it. If you uh, are like to watch us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe and turn on the notifications so you'll know that we or any of our good friends go live on this feed uh, you will be informed and follow it. It's a very good point. Seven p.m. instead of seven p.m. I'm just I'm just noticing it. So we I'm going to adjust our set our, our start time. So yeah. everyone out there is aware, we will be going live for pre-show at six thirty p.m. Eastern, and then we will be going live for our. Whenever set break happens. Set break whenever it happens. We'll just do it. So we'll see you all at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for a pre-show hang before the band opens up the webcast. Till then, everyone have yourself a great Sunday. We will talk with you all soon. Thanks all. Bye, everyone. Hey, we're Jen and Jess, hosts of the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara. And we're excited to tell you about Strivectin's new multi-action clear collection, which starts clearing acne blemishes in just one week. It's a three-step acne control system, cleanser, toner, and treatment lotion that's clinically shown to improve the look of acne and post-blemish marks without disrupting the skin's barrier. Visit Strivectin.com to learn more about the new Strivectin multi-action clear collection. Subscribe to emails and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's Strivectin.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast.